Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Danielle DePorto, and today we're here with the lovely Georgia Knott and Caleb Knott, better known as Broods, the brother-sister duo from New Zealand who wowed the world a few years back with their albums Evergreen and Conscious and the glistening synth-pop singles Bridges and Never Gonna Change. They've just released a new single, Peach, with a new album to follow next year, and they are here to tell us all about it. Very exciting times, Georgia and Caleb. You've been MIA for over two years now. Hello and welcome back, and welcome to Women in Pop. It is good to be back. (laughs) Thanks for having us. (laughs) Look, first question's got to be, can you tell us all about this single, Peach? Why is this your first song back? What does it signify about growth in broods? Um, I think like it's our first song that we wrote when we were writing this album. The first song that we we hit, and we're like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is this is what we want to be yeah. doing. You always have that like one song where you, you after you write it, you like kind of know wh- what the direction is and like where you want to take the music, I guess. And that was that song that we, and then after that, it just like snowballed, and then the album was. You know, on very much on its way after that. basically got a whole teaser of the entire album through this one single. Yeah, I guess it's like the entry. I feel I like to think of it as like the opening song of a musical where you get like the gist of what the album's going to be about (laughs) or the musical's going to be about. It's like the opening track where you just have like a very broad like I feel like the whole song, the peach is about like the highs and lows of like being creative and or just being a human being to be honest. Um and then kind of trying to navigate that world and find those moments where you're actually just fine, <laughs> where you're just peach. And um, that the album really explores like that a little bit more in depth, I guess, like the lows and the highs and kind of, yeah, we get, I feel like it is like that. Sometimes you um, can get stuck in an yeah. anxious state and you just don't, can't really remember what it's like to not be anxious. And I guess it's kind of about coming out of that and just feeling okay. Mm. And just celebrating being fine. <laughs> and know, for once. I mean, yeah. Okay. Look, that is something big to celebrate, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I think so, okay. too. Nothing small just means that. And it's come along with some very beautiful art. I've seen some teaser images drop already on your Instagram. Yeah. It kind of looks like a bit more grown up. Now that you're mentioning it, I do get that sense of sort of calm and poise through the visuals. Yeah, I, f- I feel like... We did a lot of stuff, like, visually um, on film. We did a lot of press shots on film. We did the video on film, um, which is... There's a it, warmth to it. that has a warmth, a nostalgia. That um, relates to the music. That the album's definitely the most nostalgic that we've ever done. Definitely drawn on, like, more of the influences of, like... Our childhood, basically. Our childhood <laughs> and what our parents played more than, like... Yeah. Anything else this time. 
Well, yeah. Tell us about that. Tell us about growing up in your household. I imagine it was a rather musical one, but then again, it's going to be hard to draw direct sonic influences because your sound is so very contemporary. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, the cool thing about like drawing from the past is that you can't help but have a little bit of like what's going on in the present and and kind of trying to look towards what you're trying to do in the future, but I think for us we we listen to this this kind of music that takes us back to these moments as we were kids like road trips and and singing in the car and and like family holidays or like family get-togethers or it always seems to be revolved around family and music <laughs> and it, someone always told me someone told me that um a good song always has something from the past something from the present and something from the future nice to, to make a good song i like that it, one, it needs to have something from all three it's interesting that neither of you have mentioned bands or musicians as influences. You've spoken about experiences and memories. So tell me, has your relationship always been so collaborative or were you punching each other in the back of that car? No, we were play fighting <laughs> for, yeah, for a have, time. We used to have tramp, trampoline fights Yeah, back when we were about the same age and George used to back beat when we the were the same age. <laughs> yeah, back when we were the same size. We've never been the same age. No, never I can never been quite catch age, up. So it's been a long day. <laughs> um, we get it, we get it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right though. I think like for us, it's so much about like the world that we're a part of and how we interact with it, how we perceive our, our surroundings and how we kind of take it in and and how we analyze what we go through and what we see or what each other goes through. I guess, what each as other well. goes through as well, and and I think that's. This album is so much more. I like. I feel like it's just like <laughs> very, very much about our own like internal dialogue and and a lot about like what we think to kind of process the the time that we are in our lives, which is kind of I don't know like the quarter the quarter life crises and the <laughs> and the growing yeah. pains and the the quarter life crisis is a real thing. <laughs> it is a real thing. I think I, people I feel it. freak yeah, out. Everyone hits that stage and they're like. Who the hell am I? <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was meant to grow up one day and, and be an adult. It's like, am I an adult? Am I a kid? I yeah. really can't tell right now. Yeah. <laughs> and you just wonder, does anyone ever feel like an adult? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I guess I guess it turns out that we don't, judging from my no. perspective as someone who's just entered the 30s. No. But also, do we <laughs> ever want to be like... An adult. Grown up. real adult. Sounds boring. Yeah, but I mean, it's beautiful because you're saying that being an adult is as simple as having a good day and being in a good mental space, and that's that's something to celebrate. Yeah, I think being, it's just being aware of yourself. Yeah, as well. I think that's like one of the huge things that we've kind of. I think the the whole album, the whole writing of this album, we we're kind of finding ourselves along the way, and like we said, we hit peach and and it kind of started to snowball, and we started to figure it out a little bit. But it's been quite a. Um, bumpy road <laughs> so yeah tell me tell me about the division of labor how do you tackle these songs is it ideas first is it music first does one part of the duo handle more of the words the other more of the the melodies it's it's a forever changing collaboration and we we take on different roles every time i think I we've gotten to the point where we're so intuitive that we can tell where we need to make up for what each other are lacking at that point or or make up for like what each other um like kind of sit back and let the other person like go on a tangent or um yeah i think we know when to assist each other and when to leave let each other go for it yeah 
That's brilliant. And and you've just had about two years, just over two years away from Broods doing your own solo projects. First, I'll ask you, how has that affected Broods coming back together? Did it benefit your working dynamic? For sure. For sure. I think like it was it was so good for us to have a different creative outlet, to be honest. The ability to grow separately for Mm. a little bit and then to come back and like both have new skills and um, I think we grew new confidence in what we were doing and then it came back together. I mean, we're to be honest, we're doing everything at the same time. Yeah. It's just like when it's released, yeah. <laughs> like the public sees it as like us being separate the, for like a year, but really <laughs> we've just been together the whole time. Well, you're related. <laughs> it's kind of part of the package, yeah. hey? Yeah. It's no escaping kind of escape this. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was cool, though, because I think there was a part of us that were, we'd just written two albums and, and we were kind of in a little bit of like this... I don't know, it was in this weird headspace where we weren't with a label anymore and we we had like so much to say and but we didn't really yeah, know how to say it or or what we were supposed to be doing with ourselves and so it was it was nice we to also take had it. this like newfound freedom. Yeah. That we hadn't had before because there was no labels breathing down the back of your neck and we had the ability to make all the decisions that we wanted to make. Yeah, and we were lucky we have, like, a really supportive management team that were like, yeah, you go and find yourselves in your solo projects and we'll support that and um, then you'll come back stronger, which is what happened, I feel like. I feel like we definitely got better at songwriting because we had to kind of learn to do it without each other. And then so when we came back, it was almost like we'd both grown and we could be a bigger entity together. When you take the other one out of the... A equation you start to you know, try and fill the space take, that they take on the yeah. roles that you naturally didn't before because mm. you don't have that other person yeah. to lean on and so I think this album as a result has been a much closer collaboration and a much even more even collaboration on yeah. both production lyrics and songwriting and, and everything yeah Beautiful. Much more of a team effort. And and tell me, in the solo effort, what have you been up to, Caleb, for the last while? Just making stuff that no one will probably ever hear. No, don't say um, that. I've just been, you know, (laughs) honing in my skills, basically. Yeah. And just like trying to spend a little bit of time on figuring out who I am as a producer and what that sounds like and what that feels like, what it looks like. And you've been loving it? You're inspired? I'm having so much fun. Like, even though nothing's really coming out, I'm still having the best time. Look, they say there's always that first pancake off the pan, <clears throat> you know? It'll and come. Then, and then you're good. It'll come out. And I feel like that's that's just what it's like when, you, when you're when you a writer as well. You you sometimes, if you feel like you're working every day, but you're not really seeing any of the, like, any, any of the fruits of your labor, basically. And then all of and a when sudden... when no one else is seeing the fruits of your labor, yeah. either you get, like, a little bit self-conscious that maybe you're not doing anything well, if yeah. no one else is hearing it. Look, must know? be extra pressure because, of course, Georgia's been out there tearing up a storm with the Venus Project. <laughs> so, killing it. Killing it. <laughs> killing it. And such such a timely project. I know, again, it was something you were incubating for a long while. Yeah. Just so our, our listeners are all up to date. Uh, Georgia put together a wonderful all-female collaborative project where you put out an album, everyone involved on every aspect in front of and behind the scenes, down to the album art, all women. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> tell us about the inspiration. Tell us about why this was what you had to do with your solo time to find yourself as a person, as an artist, as as someone going through that quarter-life transition. 
Um, I think the biggest thing for me is I, I, I know I was explaining it the other day that I didn't really know how to... I knew I was a feminist, but I didn't know how to be an activist. I didn't know what my role was to, like, show that I was supportive of these other women and that I was on the side of, um, you know, gender equality and, and trying to push for some some more women in, in my industry, especially behind the scenes, because there's a huge lack of women when you, when you get into, like, the touring industry and, you know engineers and mixers and masters and producers you know it's it's definitely the ratio is not very balanced but so was it a struggle to find the people yeah it was but um I don't know every time I we got to a roadblock like I had like a core group of, of people you know I had me and I had my management and my best friend one of my best friends who was like helping me produce it and we we're like okay well so far, it's us three. <laughs> and, and we're like, we're just going to have to figure out how we're going to do this. Because we kind of just started, I started saying that I was going to do it. I was just like, I'm making an album with all women. And I was like, and now how am I going to do it? <laughs> but it was cool because every time we got to a roadblock, every time we couldn't find a woman to fulfill the role that we needed filled, it was more motivation. You know, it was more it made us more hungry to make this happen. It made us realize that it was more that made us realize just how important it was for us to do this kind of project that made a statement that like we are out here, we are like looking for our opportunities, and it's we're not we're not there's not a lack of women because there's a lack of passion passionate women. It's it's because of the opportunities, and I think like it's something that I feel very lucky to have been in a position growing up where I was completely encouraged and pushed into being who I wanted to be and expressing myself the way I wanted to express myself and being a musician and not putting limits on myself, I think. I just want every little girl to feel like that and I want every woman to feel like they can do that as well. And and you've released a volume one on International Women's Day, so definitely making your point there. How is it being so. received? <laughs> what's what's that feedback that keeps coming back to you? And have any have any of the artists directly involved seen benefits in their career already since this has dropped? Are we having tangible advancements already? Um, I think, I mean, it's such a different kind of album than a Broods album. It's so, it's a lot more raw and a lot more, I guess. I don't know. It's very, it's very me. Like this is the kind of music that I listen to when I'm by myself, and um, it's very <laughs> sad. <laughs> it's very emotional. We've been working on it for like. It's like all these much songs. The whole time we've been in Brood, she's been writing these songs. Yeah. Like five years. Yeah, and it's it's that was why that was another reason why I felt like I needed to do an an album by myself was because I wanted to like do something with all these songs that just would never see the light of day otherwise. And they were never for Brutes. It was always for yeah. another purpose. Yeah. And, and it's it's just the beginning. It's the, definitely the sense I'm getting is that you're still finding your feet in this project. You have a sense yeah, of how powerful I, it could be, but I definitely you're still manifesting. Yeah, I definitely don't think it starts and stops with Volume 1. I mean, um, it was awesome to, like, do that, and it was so satisfying to finally actually see it come to fruition after, like, working on it and like coming up against so many obstacles um but I feel like there's def definitely so much more to come from that and I want to get as many more women as I can involved and, and kind of especially women that are starting their careers because I feel like 
when you're a young woman in this industry trying to make your point that you belong there is you have to work a lot harder than when you're a guy and um I'm lucky that I have like my professional bodyguard slash hype man <laughs> with me all the time to make sure that I'm heard and I'm seen and I'm valued. She's also mine. Yeah. <laughs> She's my biggest fan. <laughs> And tell me, look from your perspective, Caleb. He for she. Obviously, that's that's the big uh, <coughs> that's the big angle for men getting involved in the women's movement. What's your take? I mean, growing up with three little sisters and a mom, I like I was very surrounded by women my whole life, and just never. I, I guess I was like exposed to and encouraged to be feminine as a man as well, and always loved it like so but like as a man I guess you have to everyone just has to accept that it has been and women are treated differently and that's I think very hard for some men especially white men <laughs> there's some shitheads out there but um, <laughs> I guess just being really supportive and um, encouraging any kind of you know goals that anyone has and just like supporting that and being there I guess is all we can do and not you know shit on anyone it's like so here, here's the tough question and it's the philosophical debate of how we get from where we are to how we how we get to where we want to be and that is is it right to give women jobs just because they're women or does that go against the whole idea of equality in the first place I mean the argument can be made. I think that you've got to force women into these positions in order to have the hiring that comes after them not be coloured by by mm. one one viewpoint in order to give younger women role models to aspire to. Sort of, it's coming from what do you think? The perspective it, of that if you don't give somebody a chance to grow in a position and not see what their potential is, then basically what like you can't do that. Yeah, I think I think it's very smart to have yeah, exactly like you said having more women in management roles so that that isn't actually overlooked and I think it would only be men that would be feeling like that that they're yeah. only hiring this person as a woman. I think it's it's also like it's it's this whole thing of um an attitude adjustment. Um I think people have decided that women are good at this and men are good at that and that that's the way that things should be and we should just kind of remember our roles. And it's been like, it's been this way for so long that I think people just get kind of used to the fact that we've we've lived this way for so long and so when it changes, it feels wrong to yeah. people. And it needs to be both ways. There needs to be more men in traditionally woman roles yeah. as well and just you know like I, th I think like people 
Yeah, like I, th- I think like men get kind of stared at funny if they're like a nanny or a primary school teacher or it's always a joked about teacher. a male nurse and yeah. it's like yeah. it's just it's just a it's just a nurse just good it's at like what yeah it's funny how people people will be like a female producer oh a male nurse guys oh. we need we need a hashtag for this <laughs> please tell me there's gonna be something about this on volume two of the Venus Project I, it's it's kind of like it's it's pretty crazy that we've restricted ourselves as human beings to things just because of things just because of like minor details like the gender that we are or the country that we're from the race that we are the religion that we've grown up with those things seem to have such a outrageously huge part on how we are perceived as human beings when to be honest it doesn't actually have anything to do with who we are as human beings it's one aspect and I think that's a, that's a huge part is like not restricting somebody to a label or. I mean, a more accurate question would be like, what are your parents like? Yeah. That would be a bit like. That's like, a really you, good question. <laughs> what are your parents like? That is, is a good, good question, first date you know? question. Mm. Yeah, I think for for us, we grew up in a family that was super, I don't Just know, very. Loving and encouraging. Very, and like. It wasn't a so very, lucky. it was a very gender fluid family, family life, you know, like. I mean, I never had uh, boys dress up clothes. I always had dresses on. Great. <laughs> yep. And I feel like growing up Georgia with Georgia had us to build two, BMX jumps with me. Yeah. And all sorts. And I she think. She play Hot, Hot Wheels cars with me. <laughs> and that was, so that was something that our parents were always super encouraging of is that we, that we, um, that we don't try and force these two kids to be anything in particular because of, you know, how they came out, you know. Yeah, they also encouraged, like, if I had friends over, like, some of my my boy friends when I was a little kid, you know, mum would, like, make us play with Georgia and, and the other way around, like, I would be encouraged to play with Georgia and her friends and, like, it was always... You know. It was always about inclusion in our household. And, and what's, what's next for these two kids? What is next for Broods. Tell me about your plans to release more music, your plans to tour, your plans for world domination. Well, we've got... <laughs> we've got this one song. That's a really good question. <laughs> you've got a, there's a lot of plans still to be made, I yeah. guess. Um, you've got a very important message to get out to the world, both yeah, of you. Yeah, I feel like for, for this album, we're just kind of like... We're, we're not really sure what to expect and I think that's the beauty of it. We feel like we're we're starting on this like fresh foot that means that we can actually just kind of see what happens with this new music because it is something different for us and it is gonna be something different for our fans, but at the same time I feel like our fans know us and they're gonna be all for it and and um we're just kind of excited to see how people react and yeah, how people react to the most honest thing we've ever made yeah and because yeah. hopefully it's a better reaction because <laughs> that'd be disappointing yeah that'd be that'd be really disappointing <laughs> but we'll be fine you'll be fine look i've heard i've heard the song it's a cracker it's definitely broods but it's 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 broods in in a sort of a forward direction yeah and georgia a lot of peach in your future i see the peach hair the peach nails peach earrings peach necklace everything i'm very on brand today it's excellent we like to see it <laughs> caleb you're, you're letting down the side a little bit well but... i've got a peach tattooed on my ass so there you go that? that's that's a lifetime that's, that's more for commitment. Me for life so. <laughs> that bombshell <laughs> go 
guys, really terrific getting to know you and getting to hear your beautiful message for the world. Uh, congrats. Thank you so much for yeah. having us. No, honestly, congrats to your mum for making you. You guys are fantastic. It's been a pleasure. Dad helped a little bit. Dad, Dad helped a bit. <laughs> he didn't have to do much at the beginning, but he definitely helped when we came out. He for she. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, guys. And listeners, Peach the Single is out now on all the usual platforms. Make sure you take a listen to it. It really is fabulous. And if you want to read more about Georgia Knott and the Venus Project, Women and Pop is on sale now with an interview on page six. Also in the issue on sale now, look out for Taylor Swift on the cover and interviews with Dami M, Astrid S, Sigrid and Jack River. Plus, we also take a look back at the career of 1980s icon Kim Wilde. For more information, go to womenandpop.com and you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Women and Pop. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. Bye for now. Bye.